In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Just give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I'm here to talk with you today as I do each and every week about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, the achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but good for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. And before we open up our uh, line, blah, before we start our show and bring on our guests, let's do a little rewind on that. I would love to open up the phone line for call-ins at 877-864-4869. Again, 877-864-4869. There is a one in front of that as we are a U.S.-based show. And our guest today is coming to us from the United Kingdom. And it is Halloween, so I also want to acknowledge a big happy Halloween show. Shout out to all of the kids and uh, young and old ghosts and goblins who are headed out into the streets tonight to collect their candy and celebrate a little happiness and glee. And we're also talking today about mystery. And I love this subject because mystery is something that is always given um, sort of the connotation of hooey or the unseen or freakish or the unknown and perhaps a little scary. But I can guarantee that with our guest today, Tim Freak, who is in the background warming up his voice and his own mystery that we're going to change. Oh, it was our producer. Hey, we're one big happy family over here. We are um, going to change the way that you think about mystery. And this is what I love about today's show. Tim Freak is a stand-up philosopher who makes profound ideas fun and easily accessible. He is an internationally respected authority on world spirituality and is often featured in documentaries on the BBC, the History Channel, and other global 
global media. He is the best-selling author of many groundbreaking books translated into 15 languages, including Lucid Living and the Jesus Mysteries, which was a daily telegraph book of the year. He runs Mystery Experience Retreats internationally, in which he guides others directly into a spiritually awakened state. Good morning, Tim, and thanks for joining us again. You have been on this show when we first started, and we are so happy to have you back. Oh, it's great to be back. I have to just talk a little bit about a video that you produced and and sent virally several months ago, because this just truly inspired me to think of mystery and spirituality as something really awesome that we all need to explore in our lives. Yes, I had the uh, the great good fortune. I'm, I'm I'm very lucky. You know, people who get touched by the work that I'm uh, doing often, you know, want to contribute. And one of the people that um, came to one of my retreats and had a very profound time it was a filmmaker uh, called Nick Ralph, and he said, "Look, I want to, you know, I'm I'm uh, he 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 spends a lot of time making really high quality." adverts for these big companies and felt like, you know what, I want to do something from the heart. I want to do something I believe in. I don't want just to, to, to be selling things, meaningless things for me to, to people. Can we do something together? And so I jumped at it and we made this little five-minute film, which people can see. They can nip out on my website, The Mystery Experience. They can find it or they can just look on YouTube or Vimeo for The Mystery Experience. And it was a chance to try and, you know, in five minutes to say something as deep as I could uh, about what I perceive about life. And, and the message I wanted to put across was how so often you know, we're not happy. I mean, you, you started off talking a lot about happiness, and it's something we all long for. Of course we do. You know, when we're happy, life is good. And when we're not, it's not good. And we get caught up in in uh, the struggle of life. We get caught up in feeling so separate, in feeling frightened, and we don't love ourselves. We, we find, you know, just being us is difficult. And everyone has that. Everyone has that. And yet I also know that sometimes, you know, if you, if you pay attention to life, you see something else. And what you can see in all of those states, it seems to me, is that fundamentally the thing which we're missing when we're not happy, when we're, we're caught up in the separateness, we're missing the obvious. And the most obvious thing is that right now we're experiencing something which is so profoundly mysterious that it just blows my mind. That, we, that we're having this experience of being of being alive, of being conscious in this incredible universe, whatever it is, making this journey, whatever it is, and making it together, in which we're experiencing this incredible pageant of colors and feelings and sounds and thoughts and adventures, and we don't know what it is. It is the most awesome mystery. And the minute you pay attention to that mystery, which you normally miss consciousness changes and you become what I you start to become what I call deep awake and then in that stage where you notice the mystery there's this incredible uh, incredible waking up to something deep inside you uh, and inside life uh, and with that experience comes this love of life this this love of being this this experience for me ultimately that the whole universe is is just pulsating with love and and you can move through this doorway of the mystery from a place where you're really caught in somewhere very small and and scary and 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 suffering to a place which is so expansive that you think how did i ever miss this 
how did I miss how exquisite it is to be, to, to love being? And that's, that's what we got a chance to make, a movie full of little images and some beautiful music and a simple narrative to say, look, have a look now yourself, really. That's the underlying message. And, and you can experience this. And the imagery in this little short piece is so exquisite. Really, it's very moving, and I urge everybody to uh, visit themysteryexperience.com and have a look at this piece. Um, and what is so beautiful about the message that it conveys it, this, is this is something that is available to anyone. It is not an exclusive club. This is so important to me, Lisa. I mean, I've been, I've been immersed in spirituality or the, the, the deep spirituality of awakening since I was a very young, since I was a teenager, when I had a spontaneous awakening experience which set me off on this strange course that my life has taken. And, and the most important thing for me on that journey has been, yeah, look, if it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone because there's nothing special about Tim whatsoever. And, and, you know, and if you hang out long enough with him, you'd find that out. You know, he's just a human being like anyone else. And yeah, I have this experience. And, and what I love about these retreats that I do um, around the world, these mystery experience retreats and what I've tried to embed in the video and in my book, The Mystery Experience, is, look, this is available to you simply because you're alive. It won't make you, it won't turn you into an uber being. You won't become suddenly have magic powers or, but it, and you'll just be you. But that will be more than enough that you, there is such a joy waiting just in being you, just in me being Tim, you being Lisa, everyone being what they already are. That when we actually see the magic which is in front of us, then human life as it is, it, it is, exquisite by enough by far and full of all sorts of challenges as well of course they don't disappear either but there's a, there's a there's a love and an energy which allows you to meet those challenges rather than being overwhelmed by them you know talking about this this experience this possibility being available to anybody who is willing to sort of step step into the space and open their eyes and open their heart i think is also a key yeah yeah I mean, I mean, for, for me, the first time I had this thing, I mean, I, I call it the mystery experience. I mean, traditionally, it get, it's get calls all sorts of things, words I also use, you know, awakening and so forth. But it, 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 is, it is so hard to, to pin down, and it feels better if we approach it as an experience of the mystery and, the, and that we don't kind of name it too hard. We keep it fluid. And so my feeling is that... If we come into it, you discover what it is for yourself. And for me, it, like I said, it happened spontaneously when I was 12 years old. So I wasn't meditating. I wasn't in a church. I wasn't in a temple. I wasn't reading a book. I, wasn't, I was just sitting on a hill in my little hometown in the southwest of England. But I was really... I was pulled into the big questions of life. I felt I was really looking, what is it to be alive? What is this experience I'm having? What, what, you know, why is there suffering? What is death? What, it, what am I meant to do with this thing I'm experiencing? Is it some, surely it can't be some sort of cosmic accident. It's too exquisite. What does it mean? And through that kind of focusing on, the, on these deep, deep questions, this spontaneous awakening experience just happened. And the most marked thing about it from that I remember from being very young was love, was that with this sense of oneness with everything and everyone that arose came this profound love of life, love of 
myself, but love of all of life. That, there were, that I was in love with everything and everyone because I was also on a deep level one with everything and everyone. And of course, that didn't last. I was 12 years old. I went down the hill and I carried on being a pretty difficult tr teenager, I'm sure. If you talk to my parents, that's what they tell you. We are uh, going to, Tim, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we are going to need to slip into our break. And when we okay. come back, I want to talk more about that 12-year-old little boy sitting in your small hometown and how that relates to you today as a representative of, the, of an everyday man or woman and tying back into the deep mysteries of life, spirituality, and what we're doing here. You're listening to Harvest happiness talk radio with lisa cypress cayman to find out more please visit the mystery experience.com and you'll learn more about tim freak and his incredible work here come the tunes we'll be right back we know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity we'll be right back to explain how on harvesting happiness with lisa cypress cayman on toginet.com like us on facebook at harvesting happiness and on twitter at hh talk radio Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. The path of a Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on t-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are having an incredible conversation with Tim Freak, who is a stand-up philosopher. And this is a, a, a light way of putting uh, a very serious guy who has spent his life really devoted to writing and studying and sharing um, uh the Great Mysteries of the World Spirituality, and this is through his documentary work on the BBC, the History Channel, and other global media. And he has a project that he's working on now called The Mystery Experience, and it, um, it is a, based around a very short five-minute film that is available for viewing at themysteryexperience.com. He's written a book. He runs workshops. And the topic of our discussion is really the mystery experience in everyday life and how this um, our ability to, or the possibility of tapping into the great mysteries of our lives and the world and spirituality is at the ready for anyone willing to open their, their hearts, their eyes, and their mind 
to it. This is not woo-woo. It's not new age hooey. It is something that is really the essence of life. And I'm hoping that, Tim, you can help me crack what it is I'm trying to say here, because I know you know, but I want to make sure we have everybody else know. Well, you know, there's a, there's a very simple word, a very everyday word, which I, I love, and that's the word wonder. You know, it feels to me that if I'm looking right now, you know, I, I'm looking, it's, I'm in England, it's in the afternoon, it's rainy because it's England, uh, and I'm looking at my garden through my window, and if I'm not looking and I'm not filled with wonder at what I'm seeing, then I'm not really conscious. I'm, not, I'm really half asleep because to look and to see this, to see what I see is actually cause for great wonder. I mean, there's a, there's a lovely quote in my book from a British playwright, Dennis Potter, when he was dying of cancer. And he wasn't a spiritual man at all, but he describes when he was facing death, how he would look from his window and it was like seeing the trees for the first time. And rather than just going, oh yeah, that's a beautiful tree, it was like, oh my God, that is so beautiful, what I'm seeing. And I used to work with people who were dying at one point in my life. And I saw that a lot, that when we face death, suddenly we wake up to what's been in front of us the whole time. So part of what spirituality is really about, you know, deep spirituality, is just waking up now, <laughs> right now, and seeing yeah. the wonder that's in front of us. And through that wonder, it's a gateway to this deep experience of life the mystery experience. We just go deeper and deeper until actually the whole state of consciousness can change. And we find ourselves, rather than being just separated off from life as this tiny little uh, person that we are, actually there's this huge presence, which is our deep self, which is embracing life just as it is, including our vulnerable, beautiful, poignant humanity, embracing that as well, embracing all of it. And then suddenly we come to life. And then rather than being, uh, rather than struggling or putting up with our lives or just getting on with it, we can actually engage with the adventure we're on and really uh, treasure it and make the most of it. Well, this concept of wonder is actually in perfect alignment with the principles of positive psychology, which is how I work. I work in helping people develop their strengths and help them develop a greater sense of curiosity in, in the world. And it is that curiosity that it, that it lies within each one of us inherently that leads to wonder. So you, you see uh, very simply illustrated how the pragmatism of, of psychology and you sort of the mental arts can relate to this um, spiritual side that we're talking about here, which is igniting the sense of wonder or passion for the magic that is out there in the world. Absolutely. These go together, you know, for sure. And in the ancient traditions, which I've studied and written on, they very much saw that there was a, a, there was a psyche, psychological process. The word psyche means soul. It's to do with your, your, in, your own individual inner world. And then a spirit a spiritual process. And the word spirit just means essence. And the word essay comes from the Latin, to be. It's about your being. What, what is your deepest being? So that, that that process leads you through the psyche, the soul, all of that inner world, but right back into your very essence, your being, what I call the deep self. And so the, the work that I'm doing is just helping people connect with that. Now, we're, we are already that. So to connect with it, we don't have to change. We just have to pay attention to something we missed. And, what's, and, and the hallmark of finding it, uh, to relate back to the, where we were a little bit earlier, is love. It, that, that when we find that deep self, there's a profound sense of connection, of oneness with life and with each other. 
so that there's this love because love it seems to me is how oneness uh feels um you know that that when we when we're in love we we feel you know when we're one we we, we feel that the distance between us is 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 transparent i love my little girl and and it's because uh we're not we're, we're, we're two and one at the same time. And when you get that with everything and everyone, there's this deep love, this big love, which embraces everything. Ah, the big love, the big love. Let's, let's, let's get to that in a minute. But I want to point out to our listeners that Tim has written more than 30 books uh, about spirituality. This man is not a lightweight. He knows what he's talking about. He's studied uh, religion. And there may be some bold criticism of these traditional spiritual teaching as being confusing. Are you trying to be controversial in your approach? Uh, it's more like I can't help it, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being the devil's advocate, you know? So. Uh, you know, to me, everything needs to be questioned, including traditional spirituality. You know, it came from a certain place and a certain time. It works to a point. You know, I, I work with a lot of people who've rejected their own traditions and embraced Eastern traditions wholesale as if they were the perfect truth. They're not. Everything is the product of history, and everything is evolving. And what we need today is a new language and a very simple and clear understanding which can take us to this deep place and what i find really encouraging you know is i i run these mystery experience retreats all over the place i've got one in glastonbury in the uk next weekend I'm, i i did one in japan a bit earlier on i'm going to then i'm off to czech republic doesn't matter where i go what i see is that over a course of just from friday to sunday 90 percent, probably more probably more actually percent of people whoever they are whatever their experience can directly know this for themselves and when i say know it i don't mean oh yes i get it i mean i can feel the love that arises this connection in every cell in my body i am absolutely vibrating with this it's accessible to everyone i have you know i i, I wouldn't have been able to stand, stand you know sit here and and say that with such confidence maybe 10 years ago because i know it for myself but now i've seen it with so many people i'm confident it is there for anyone who can who can open up to it and step in and it's 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 a breath away it really is a breath away we just need a little bit of guidance to know where to look and it opens up why do you say that life is like a dream well one of the things which comes up from this understanding from this experience when i've tried to describe what is the what is the awakened state like what's it like for me not not you know me just tim what is it like when when i experience that then the analogy which came to me after a lot of thought was that the experience of this deep awake, this awakening, is like lucid dreaming. Now, lucid dreaming is when you dream consciously. It's when you're dreaming and you know you're dreaming. You may, people may have experienced that. It doesn't matter. But when you dream, what's interesting is you see that there's, what, there's the way it appears to be, and then there's a deeper sense of what's actually happening. And especially with your own identity, you see that your own identity is a paradox or a polarity that in the one hand, when you're dreaming, you're the person you appear to be in the dream. But actually, of course, you're much more than that. You're the dreamer. You are the awareness within which the whole dream is arising and you are the dream. It's all you. And yet you're also just one person in it at the same time. That's the paradox of dreaming. Well, this awakening, which human beings have been talking about in every culture for as long as we've had written documents, this, it, it's, it's very similar. It's not the same, but it's similar. But now you discover that within this experience of life we're having, this flow of colors and shapes and sounds and feelings, 
I'm Tim. I'm just Tim. And I'm talking to Lisa. And we're separate. And yet, as you discover the deep self, as you discover your spirit or essence, it's like the dreamer of the dream of life. It is something which is so big, it is the awareness within which all of this experience is arising now, somewhat like a dream. And when you find that deep place, there's one of us. There's one awareness dreaming itself to be everything and everyone and then meeting itself, as it were. And this is a, an analogy you hear time and time again in the mystical literature. And actually, if we can get it really clear, it's simple to get. And what happens is we get, we get pulled into the experience of the dream because it's so amazing and we miss what we are. And so the job of, of people like me is just to point out, oh, look, this is what you are on a deeper level. And when you get that, it's like lucid dreaming, but now. So it's like lucid living. You're aware of the dreamlike nature of reality, and yet you're also just one of the characters in the dream. And you can be both. You're both at once. I, I'm, this, I'm this guy, Tim, and I'm also this huge presence of love. Which am I? I'm both. I'm, on one hand, I'm just a human being. I'm very vulnerable. I'm wounded. I'm, you know, there's bits in me which are great, not so great, all the rest of it. And then there's this other deep presence, which is just, uh, just amazing, just beautiful, just huge. And I'm both of those. And so is everybody else. And, you know, I want to also add that not, you're not separate. And I think that is the beauty of this awakened state that we're talking about, that when we have the moments of it, and it is uh, difficult for those of us who are venturing into this as new territory to stay in that place in a 24-7 um, way. But when <clears throat> you are awakened to that state, you do not see yourself different from the other person. Yes, I'm Lisa talking to Tim. We're having this conversation um, J-Dog is in the background, but we really are talking about this consciousness that's coming to meet and dance in the ethers. Yeah, and, and maybe this is, this is a really important point, which, which um, you know, maybe we can go into more detail after the next break, but is, is that it, it, the, when you talked about where I'm critical, I'm critical because uh, so much of um, spirituality emphasizes the awakened over the human and so much of normal consciousness just as the human and misses the awakened. What I'm pre presenting is, is an understanding which I call paralogical. It's based on an understanding of paradox, that like a dream, we are in life and it is in us at the same time. And what that enables us to do is embrace both our deep spirit and our vulnerable humanity. And when we embrace both of those, when we're separate and not separate at the same time, that's where the love arises. We are going to go to a break, and when we return, we are going to continue our discussion about paralogical thinking with Tim Freak, our stand-up philosopher. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. To learn more about Tim Freak, please visit themysteryexperience.com. On Facebook, he's Tim Freak, F-R-E-K-E. On Twitter, he is at Tim Freak. And to learn more about what we do over here at Harvesting Happiness in the form of filmography, felicitation, and philanthropy. Eh, I can't pronounce words today. Philanthropy. Please visit HarvestingHappiness.com. And for our weekly giveaway, Tim has graciously made available a copy of The Mystery Experience, an e-version. To register for it, please visit us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. 
Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win enter our weekly contests at harvesting happiness on facebook where we give away our guests books music film and products each week in addition we also do great harvesting happiness giveaways like free coaching sessions with lisa cypress cayman lisa's books happiness first aid kits h factor where is your heart documentary film happiness is an inside job products including the sterling silver infinity bracelet that benefit harvesting happiness for heroes a non-profit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues. Join us at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, I'm here today with Tim Freak. He is a stand-up philosopher who makes profound ideas fun and easily accessible. He's written over 30 books about spirituality, including Lucid Living, The Jesus Mysteries, and his recent project is The Mystery Experience. And what I love about this mystery experience is he is endeavoring to open all of our eyes and our hearts and our minds up to the power of wonder. And prior to the break, we were talking about paralogical thinking. And Tim, um, for those that might be joining us now, let's just hit on that for a second more, and then we'll move on to these other amazing concepts. Okay, well, very, very, very briefly, because it's a big idea, paralogical thinking is a way of thinking which is based on an understanding that life is fundamentally paradoxical. And that's something which you can see clearly in science. You know, science has discovered that on a quantum level, things behave both as particles and as waves. Which is it? It's both. They shouldn't, you know, you sh- that should be a contradiction, but it's not. It's both depending on how you look at it. And this is a profound way of thinking because instead of being uh, either this or this, you see that on a deep level in life, when you reach the depths, it's both this and this. So in a nutshell, that's what I'm suggesting with paralogical thinking. Now, how you can apply that is when we talked earlier, for instance, about how mysterious life is, and I said, look, I don't really know what it is. Well, that's not quite true. Actually, I know loads of stuff. I know how to operate the internet here to talk to you. I know how to use my computer. I know stuff. But also, 
I don't know what it is. I don't know, on a deep level, I don't know what life is. They sit together. So I both know and I don't know. And that's wonder. You know, it's not like you just step into the mystery and you become an idiot. You're not sitting here going, oh, I don't know anything. It's like, no, you know what you know. Your story of your life's still there. You've, you've got all the wisdom you've acquired. But also you see at the same time that on a deep level, life is so much that you don't, you don't, you could never understand it. It's bigger than your understanding. And there's the mystery. Now, when we talked earlier, we were talking about this experience of oneness that arises in the deep awake state. And the important thing for me is that that is real, and anyone can, can experience that. I, I can guarantee it. If they come to one of my retreats, I'm pretty much guaranteed they'll experience it for themselves. But the separateness doesn't go. And there's a great, um, there's a great confusion often in spirituality that there's an, it's either the separateness or the ego or the, you know, the human self is a bad thing. Because it gets in the way of the spiritual self, which is one with everything. That's not my experience. And I think it's a profound error. Uh, the, the, actually, it seems to me the two sit together. It's, we are both separate and not separate. I am both Tim, this vulnerable, slightly wounded, you know, human being full of all the things any human being is. You know, good guy some of the time, not so good some of the time, you know, all of that. And then... And then there's this deep self, which is just what it is. And it's the opposite of that. It is completely safe utterly safe it, it 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 is full of love it just is what it is and it, i'm both of those and tim hasn't gone anywhere tim hasn't become uber tim he hasn't become some super being he's still just tim but he's now aware that there's this other pole to his nature which is the deep self now in that way that's a bit like a dream it's like you're in the dream but you know you're really the dreamer but you're still in the dream the dream is still happening and that is so important because it means we can be we can meet authentically then then i can we can meet now right now we can meet as tim and lisa two people on this strange adventure who you know sometimes are up and sometimes are down and at the same time become conscious that on a deep level we're not separate at all that we're there's one of us and that we're playing at being two and how beautiful that is and then the two-ness rather than being a problem that we've got to get rid of some terrible thing becomes something to celebrate What's so interesting to me about you is you're not me. You know, that we're different. <laughs> Beautifully said. And why do you describe the awakening as the wow? And I'm putting <laughs> wow Because it caps. feels like wow. There's another thing that really gets me about a lot of spirituality. It sounds so dry. You know, but that's not my experience. My experience is when you hit the deep awake state, when you hit the mystery experience, life is Wow. It's, wow, you just, whoa, it's like waking up and just remembering you're alive so profoundly that it's just the colors are brighter. There's a, I mean, it comes right into the body. Another thing which spirituality is very, very quiet on for some reason, often, is how pleasurable it is to actually feel your body come to life. The pleasure of just breathing, the joy of meeting another being, of engaging with life becomes exquisite. So for me, this is not, this is not um, about pushing the world away, as so much spirituality in the past has been, uh, avoiding the pleasures of life, avoiding the personal connections, avoiding being attached to other people, you know, all of those things, which seem so anti-life. But rather, it's about seeing the wow, the wonder of life, and really engaging with the journey we're already on engaging with the all of the challenges and the joys of being human and and being real about our vulnerability being able to be but it's hard to be vulnerable unless you know you're safe 
But if you know how safe, if when I know how safe I truly am, I can allow Tim to be as unarmored and as vulnerable as he really is. And then when I meet others in that way, I feel it's authentic. And there is a love which arises from that meeting, which is just, wow, it's beautiful. And those wow moments, I have to say, uh, are breathtaking. You know, I have experienced them. I, under- I understand. I can viscerally, you know, feel what you describe and have to say that they are breathtaking. They are um, p- their peak moments where if life were over in that moment, it would be okay. Yes, is, yes, I know. That's exactly it, Lisa. That beautifully put. It does, doesn't it? It's like, my God, if, if it was, it was going to... There's such a profound trust of what, the, of what this is, or of what this is, that if it was to be over in that instant, it would just be fine, because everything is just fine. Yes. And, that's, and, that, and whilst I don't think... Another thing that happens in spirituality is it's like, well, why aren't we like that all the time? We're not like that all the time because we need to make the human journey. And that requires us to go through a whole spectrum of up and down and in and out to make the journey, to be transformed, to learn how to love in life. But we need to keep stepping out. We need to also touch the wow on a regular basis as well, because otherwise we will close down and we will armor our heart to protect ourselves. And we will find ourselves only half alive and at the, half alive. And at the end of our life, we will suddenly look back and go, I missed the show. I missed the show. Mm. And I, uh, my desire in life is that no one misses the show. You know, my yeah. wish and my <laughs> endeavor is that everybody gets it. Everybody just sort of presents their ticket, that being themselves, and gets to uh, have the ride. You know, have that ride of wow, in spite of the suffering, in spite of life not being so neat and tidy. And, you know, this show, of course, is called Harvesting Happiness. And happiness really is a lightweight word for what we're, what we're really getting at here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's the see love love is again it can be a word which sounds a bit fluffy yeah you know love 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 you know i don't mean something fluffy by it no no by this deep love it's not fluffy it is strong it is strong and it is big and it is so big that it can it can embrace suffering as well as joy and we know another thing which really gets me about a lot of spirituality especially on new age stuff is it all sounds like yeah feel the love it's all gonna be great and it's just, there's just that good feeling well the wow is bigger than that the wow can go right into the suffering and 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 the love does i mean to love it seems to me is also to suffer it's one of the beautiful things in the christian tradition which i've learned from from studying and writing on the christian tradition is that to love is also to suffer willingly you know when i love some, when i love my little girl but in loving her i take the risk that my heart could break if something happened to her my heart would break yes in loving i take that risk so when you wake up to the love there is some there is a great courage in it as well, it's not just fluffy. There is a willing, and the love makes you want to reach out to to everyone else, so that you're not just. It's not like, oh, I've got this for me. No, you're connected with everyone. There is no just separate me anymore. You want to share it. You want to do whatever it takes to bring all of us into this this awakened state. And that will make you do all sorts of crazy things, like the sort of things that I'm doing and you're doing. (laughs) Agreed. And it is that in that awakened state that the joy is so much more juicy and ripe and flavorful. It's not mitigating this the 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 nastiness of life. You know, really. In fact, it's actually celebrating it and and 
I, I work a lot with veterans, as you may know, and especially men who are having a difficult time reintegrating into civilian life after they've gone to war. And they're very armored up emotionally, no pun intended. And when they get to see these little peak moments that we're describing here, and the armor starts to fall, and they have the wow where they realize that they are not that suffering, yeah. then the healing can begin. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And we can bring the healing from the deep self to the separate self. And that's the importance again, you know, that we can, that we can love ourselves and each other. And, and, and part of that, it feels, if we can understand this, this paralogical thinking, which sounds a bit abstract, but as you get it, you know, and, and I've tried to explain it in my book really simply, is really helpful. You see all of life involves these paradoxes. So look, it is beautiful and terrible. It is both, and necessarily so. And this thing which holds it can hold both. And then I don't expect Tim, you know, I'm not living with Tim the whole time disappointed because Tim isn't good enough. Tim is just Tim. What do I expect? He's going to, you know, he's a human being. We're all the same. And then there's this, this deep self, which is, which is just, just perfect. <laughs> it's just, a, and yet that's not something which I own. That's something which everything is. It's something which, which everything's arising from. And so I can be very safe and I can take the risk of being Tim. And I don't have to live with Tim constantly thinking he's not good enough. I can love him as he is because I realize that he will always be flawed everybody is. It's okay. I'm on a journey of learning. I'm on a journey of becoming more conscious. And part of that is that I will constantly look back on myself and go, God, was I unconscious today? Of course I will. <laughs> or how many times? You know, you can, and yeah. it, it can be in yeah. and out, a dynamic state. Um, yeah. And, and when, we're going to go to a break in, in a minute, but when we come back, or we can start to chat about this now and then pick it up when we come back, is that the connection, and there is a huge connection between spirituality and science, and I do not believe, nor I know you agree, that um, they cannot exist without the other. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I, you'll have to stop me because it's a big subject when the break comes. But to just start us off with that, again, the key here is paralogical thinking. Get the paradox. Science is about studying the objective world, the world we look, we share. Spirituality is like looking within and studying the subjective world. And these paradoxical positions exist together right now. And if you go deeply enough into both... I think the conclusions that they come to are very similar. And that is the perfect point to stop and let us go to break gracefully. To learn more about my amazing guest, please visit the... Ah, I've lost my script. Tim, help me out here. TheMysteryExperience.com TheMysteryExperience.com. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. The path of a sudden Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress-Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. Be a part of the grateful good. 
Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I took us into the break with my eyes closed shut as I was listening to Tim speak about the relationship between spirituality and science. But my eyes are awake, as is my mind and heart, and we're going to carry on our conversation about the integral relationship of the two. One of the major themes or sub-themes, I guess, of my new book, The Mystery Experience, uh, which, by the way, if people are, you know, are interested, they can download the first third uh, as an ebook f- completely for free from my website right now, themysteryexperience.com. First third, they can just take it and have it uh, as a gift from me. And in that first third already, there is a discussion of science and spirituality and this paralogical thinking, which goes, look, these two fit together. It's not either one or the other. It's both and and they fit together perfectly once you here's what doesn't work superficial spirituality woo woo spirituality things that doesn't you refusal to think things through that will not fit with science here's another thing which won't which won't work Um, very very uh, materialistic reductionist science which goes you know it's really just all matter and that's all that exists that view of science is is being rejected a hundred years ago by physicists you know people who have that think they're being scientific they are not those two views do not fit together but deep science, this cutting-edge science that's arisen from Einstein and the quantum physicists and beyond, and the deep understanding of the, of the mystics about this awakened state, they fit together perfectly. They point to a fundamental ground of being which underlies everything, which if you look at it outwardly, objectively, appears as energy eventually, and if you, appear, if you, if you look at it inwardly, if you make the inward journey, appears as a great mind awareness within which life is arising like a dream. And what fascinates me, and I, and I quote a huge number of these people in the book, the great physicists, the really great ones, uh, the, the uh, people like Niels Bohr and Erwin Schrodinger and these other great physicists who really f- f- gave us the foundation of our modern worldview, the, the quantum physicists, they knew this. They all knew this. And you know, a lot of them talked about life like a dream as an idea arising in a great mind because they could see it from that perspective also and they saw that it fitted with the perspectives that they were getting from studying life objectively. So let's do both. Let's study it objectively and learn as much about it as we can, but let's study it subjectively by looking within and let's learn what we can learn from that as well because they will eventually fit together. Fascinating. Fascinating and something that... um 
that we speak a lot about in the home. It's been a topic of late. Uh, I was sitting at dinner with my children the other night, and my son, who is nearly 13, looks up at me and says, Mom, do you know about the God particle? And I looked at him, I'm like, the what? The God particle? No, tell me about it. And he proceeded to go on this very long description of the God particle. And uh, I'll let you elaborate, Tim, on this. But it, 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 it touched me and gave me one of those wow awakened moments like, this is coming from a little boy. This is not coming from religious studies. This is coming from what he is speaking with his peers about and his curiosity, his own wonder in the world. You know, you know what it seems like to me, Lisa? It's like if you go to the really great mystics, you find that they're very similar to the really great scientists, except they're looking in different directions. Because they're all of them absolutely in a state of wonder. You, you listen to the words of Albert Einstein or these sort of people, and Newton indeed, just so much wonder. You, you see what Einstein called the cosmic religious feeling. It's what he, his name for the wow. When he would look at the world, he had the cosmic religious feeling, which was his awakened wow. And you see that this leads them to new states of consciousness, as it must. But just like in in religion, eventually you get this very closed-down, limited version of spirituality. In science, you get the same. It goes from this incredible sense of wonder and discovery to this very hard-nosed, limited thing, which often people get taught at school. And these are not what they're really about. They're both of them limited versions of the real essence if we go to the essence we find this beautiful um uh, mystery experience which you can get to either way i'm I'm reminded of the quantum physicist Werner heisenberg who once was questioned and said uh, you know about whether he had a sense of the divine and he said uh, the study of the natural sciences is like drinking and the first sip will make you an atheist but god is waiting for you at the bottom of the glass oh wow Beautifully put. And in fact, Einstein himself, who uh, was not a religious man, uh, at the end of his life, he said there are certain uh, mysteries of the world that cannot be solved through a mathematical equation. Oh, absolutely. He, he, he was, you know, and he just said we must never forget the contribution made by people like Jesus and the Buddha and so forth, because they are giving us something of more value, as was his view. And he did, there's this lovely moment for me as somebody who's, you know, writing a book called The Mystery Experience, when I came across <laughs> it and had to quote it, where someone said to him in one interview, and said, so, you know, what do you believe? And he said, I believe in mystery. Hmm. He was a wonderful man, Albert Einstein. Truly wonderful man. They all were. These people are 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 the pioneers of a new way of thinking, which we can all um, enjoy and we can all be part of. And really, what's a staggering is it's taking us a hundred years to come to even begin to catch up with what they were saying. Well, let's uh, go to t- now to some announcements and ways that people can connect up with you because I want to be sure we. Um, do a proper plug. You have a very interesting event coming up in the summer of 2013. So that's this coming, the July of this next year in Glastonbury. And this is a residential program of the Mystery Experience. Yes, it is. Now, there's, I, I do this normally over a weekend, and uh, I do it. I, I do travel the world and do it wherever I'm invited. Um, but mainly, I do it in my hometown of Glastonbury, which is a magical little place. It's an ancient pagan centre. It's a. It was. It's been used for spiritual purposes since uh, very early times. Had the biggest abbey, Christian abbey, in the whole of Europe at one time. Now in ruins, and we have this beautiful old house called the Abbey House, a great old English manor house, which overlooks the ruins. It's a beautiful place. It's near a, uh, a very. Mag- 
magical well and it you know it's a, it, it's the whole town is a spiritual town you can walk up the high street you can buy every sort of book and yoga mat and crystal but you can't buy socks or anything sensible it's one of those towns <laughs> it's beautiful i mean it's a mad mad crazy place but it's beautiful um but normally when people come they often people come from large distances they fly in from all over the world and what i wanted to do was have a five-day retreat in the summer so that people could come and enjoy Glastonbury as well and visit the, the, the famous Glastonbury tour, could visit the abbey, could go to the Holy Well and do these beautiful things in, in the town while also going on this journey with me into the mystery experience. So I'm going to, over uh, five days, 31st of July to the 4th of August, it's going to be a really, really special one. We'll be able to take more time and also give free time to, in, to, to make it both a kind of spiritual holiday, I guess. Well, Tim, as always, it's been a delight having you here, and I want to uh, make sure that we make an announcement without the music cutting in, that you've given, uh, you have graciously given one complete uh, version of your latest book called The Mystery Experience as in an e-version, and that is available to our listeners by visiting us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, liking us there, and entering to win. To connect up with you personally, please uh, reach out to Tim on Twitter at 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 Tim Freak, F-R-E-K-E. On Facebook, it's the same. And once again, the mystery experience is available for all to participate in at www.themysteryexperience.com. I also wanted to uh, make a few announcements about some things that we're up, uh, up to over here at Harvesting Happiness. This weekend, November 2nd through 4th, I will be speaking at a conference on Ahimsa, which is nonviolence and sustainable happiness at Cal Poly Pomona, which is a local uh, university in Southern California. And this conference conference draws from a diverse uh, group of disciplines and fields of expertise. The speakers will convene and examine and explore the relationship between positive aspects of nonviolence, such as compassion, love, gratitude, and forgiveness, and lasting happiness. So if you're interested in learning more about that, please visit us on HarvestingHappinessTalkRadio.com and there'll be a link there. In addition, on Sunday, December 2nd, we are producing our second TEDx Malibu community event. This year's theme is Living Out Loud, or LOL, and we are exploring what it means to live audaciously and bodaciously out loud. There are only a limited amount of tickets still available at the box office. You can find out more at www.tedxmalibu.com Malibu.com. And at the same time, uh, we will be streaming the event live for free. Uh, I believe it will be Ustream this year, and we will update that as well on the website at TEDxMalibu.com. And um, I want to also uh, let our listeners know where they can find me out there on the ethers. It's HarvestingHappiness.com. And on Twitter, it's HHTalkRadio, Lisa Kamen. Harvest Happiness, that's H-R-V-S-T, Happiness on Twitter, and H-H for Heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S. And once again, please connect up with Tim Freak Freak at Tim Freak, F-R-E-K-E, on Twitter and Facebook. So, now it's Halloween, and I wanted to um, explore a couple of little things of how you're going to celebrate Halloween tonight. And I've got a few jokes here that Kelly, our producer, put together. So, Tim, help me out here. Why don't angry witches ride their brooms? I don't know. Why? 
<laughs> they're afraid of flying off the handle. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, these are cute. These are cute. What's the ratio of a pumpkin's circumference to its diameter? I have no idea. What is the ratio? Pumpkin pie. <laughs> that was a good one, Kelly. That, that was good. That's a mathematical joke. I approve of that. Yeah, I figured you would. Okay, what do you call a ghost with a broken leg? I don't know what you call a ghost with a broken leg. Hoblin goblin. Oh. All right, and the last one, and we'll close out the show because we're getting slap happy silly, is what treat do optometrists give out for Halloween? I have what, optometrists? I don't know. Eye doctors. Eye doctors. Oh, no, no, what, what do they give out? Oh, candy corneas. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, Tim Freak, it's been a delight uh, having you share the mystery experience with us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, and I hope you'll come back in a few months, update us, and uh, let us know what's going on in Glastonbury. And before we part, here are a few thoughts that I love to share each week, and that is that happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought sold or traded mm. happiness will never invite you to the party happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion purpose place and meaning thank you for joining us on harvesting happiness talk radio this is lisa cypress cayman and tim freak wishing you kind thoughts kinder words and the kindest of actions until next time remember happiness is an inside job happiness is your inside job and the one last push for the mystery experience is www.mysteryexperience.com and for me harvestinghappiness.com this is lisa cypress came in wishing you a great week and a happy happy spooky Halloween, and thank you to my producer, Kelly St. Clair, and to J-Dog Barker, who is the producer at TogiNet Radio, who make me and our guests look Nobody got no time anyway. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress Kamen. Join us every Wednesday morning live at 10 to 11 Central Time here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloadable podcasts available on iTunes. To learn more about Lisa.